Greetings, citizens of Podcast City. I ask you to look upon me and heed my warning. As of this moment, you are all now fully aware that the following program is rated mature and is intended solely for those of the legal age to smoke, vote, and purchase pornography. If you find yourself at all easily disturbed by the harsh realities of obscene language, then perhaps you should turn back now before your mind becomes permanently stained with the wicked ways of professional wrestling. Every conceivable form of listener and viewer discretion is strongly advised. Beat me if you can survive. If I let you... Thunderdome, bitch. Yes, sir. You know what to do with your dad, homie Blaze, coming through with a little message just for you. The homies over at Hell Entertainment hit me up. They told me they're doing it all, yo. They do it all from photography to graphic design and publications, yo. And that ain't it. They're doing it for artists. They're doing it for artists around the motherfucking world. That's right. Not just your backyard. Not just out there on the streets in the states. They talking about the motherfucking world. That means the whole goddamn globe. That circle. That whole motherfucking circle. That's what the fuck they do. They do the damn thing. Everybody, yo. And that ain't all. That ain't all. Look, 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 look. They on that next level. They on that next level. That's right, Center Sundays, they're doing their own podcast. They talking about everything from music and more. Check them out today, yo. Check them out today. You heard it here first. Your homie and my homies over at Hell Entertainment. Yo, that's what's up, I'm about this motherfucker. Bodies on the one suspicious. A body shot me. It's interesting to see the means and attacks. Trigger Samuel, Gabriel, and WWE Hall of Famer Rakishi. Do I have your attention yet? Good! Revolution Wrestling Federation, Treasure Trove Toys, along with Sugar Daddy Productions, presents Resurgence, a showcase of the absolute best talents in Harrisburg Midtown Art Center, featuring appearances from Gangrel, the Head Shrinkers, live August 29th at 6 p.m., featuring the double main event as RWF champion, the Japanese sensation Mr. Ping, defends his RWF championship against Michael Zamato, as well as the Lights Out Battle of the Kings, as the King of Hardcore, Rob Notches, goes one-on-one with the King of Salvation, Mal Havoc, in a special New Jack City street fight. Also on the bill will be Marvelous Malcolm King. As he'll defend his RWF Internet Championship, the world's most dangerous arachnid, the Red Scorpion. Seven foot tall, 400 pounds, bulletproof, Dorian Black, Andy Header, and many, many more. Sunday, August 29th, Resurgence, 6 p.m. Harrisburg Midtown Art Center in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. The Revolution is now. That's right. The Revolution is now. Revolution Wrestling Federation, August 29th, Harrisburg, Virginia. Make sure you get out there. Go support those guys. They're one of our newest partners here at Off the Rope Tuesdays. And uh, what can we say? I'm very motivated by that voiceover dude. 
laying he's, it down. He's, he's got the chops, man. He's got the chops. I, I wonder if he actually has chops. Like That's if he an had interesting even, question. If he had chops, that would make him that much cooler. This is true. It's damn true. This is damn true. Uh Yes, we are missing a third person tonight. Amy is on. Or I should say Miss Nighthawk. Oh, oh no, 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 no. It's a secret identity <laughs> now. <laughs> Nighthawk is on special assignment tonight up at the House of Blues in Boston shooting a show mm -hmm. for Hell Entertainment. I cannot pronounce the band's name because it's a bunch of letters and it makes no sense <laughs> to me. But hey, to each their own. And uh, yeah, that's it. So yes, make sure you go over to... Re RevolutionWrestlingFederation.com to get your tickets for that event on August 29th, and make sure that you use the code off the rope, off the rope 10 off for 10% off your tickets over there, and uh, go show that homies some love over there. Those homies some love because uh, yeah, if we have if we have actually have some viewers out there that happen to be in that area, you should definitely go check it out. I know I would if I you know. Wasn't stuck down here in my dungeon slash boiler room, but you know, right, you know, they teach their own. We got to do what we got to mm -hmm. do. This is true. This is true. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, we're coming on a little bit uh, late this evening, but uh, you know, it shit happens and our show, so we can do what we want. Meh. Meh. I'm not too concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Neither am I. Uh, there is some some news and stories and a lot of shit to get to. Uh, we're kind of we're gonna break down real quickly the uh, the events that pat that took over this past week with uh, Ross Smackdown AEW and uh, some stories that are hitting some headlines and then uh, we're gonna talk about a really interesting topic of the Raw that never was. Yep, yep, yep. Riot in Raw <laughs> Town back in '97, dude. <laughs> it's kind of up there in one of those stories you don't really hear about, kind of like the uh, plane ride from hell. Yeah, it was one of those that came out much, much, many years later. Um, this particular story, I really wasn't too familiar with it until you just pointed it out to me the other day, as a matter of fact. So kudos to you, my good man. But uh, yes, we're going to delve into uh, a very, very sordid tale of beer bottles and liquor mm -hmm. bottles and shirts getting lit on fire and people getting tear gassed yeah oh my shit got, shit. shit got real and you know we've we've seen some pretty crazy shit ourselves at wrestling events you know being back in the oc old ecw days and uh the shit that we oh, yeah. used to cause when we were there in events you know screaming rocky sucks and the shit thrown at us <laughs> so you can days. only imagine what went down in 1997 yeah, down in old uh, Arkansas there, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah. sir. And uh, mm -hmm. I must uh, I must point out that you found a, a uh, diamond in the rough I see that you are wearing today. You're I old. did. Thank Don't you trust anybody. Don't call right. Steve Austin. Vintage, dude, right here. Words to live by, kids. Don't forget it. That's my motto. Stone Cold knows best. Yeah, I thought I had lost this shirt. <laughs> Many moons ago. I mean, look, it actually still says WWF on it. We're probably going to get kicked off the air just because I'm showing this right now. So enjoy it while you can. <laughs> Speaking of getting kicked off the air, we did not get kicked off last week when we played the clip of Jericho and uh, the fuck was his name? Uh, that would be uh, Mr. Nick Gage. Yes, in the Nick Gage-Jericho match. We played a clip of that. perhaps we the most brutal match that's ever been aired on national television. Or and we didn't get kicked off. So uh, kudos to AEW for liking us better than WWE. 
Hell yeah. We knew they were cooler anyways. So late champion, always in the cool book. Yeah, I mean, we played some clips of their shit last week. And what happened? Nothing. But, you know, oh gosh, we try and pay tribute to a fallen, you know, historically awesome wrestler in Paul Orndorff. And yeah, that's it. This, this meme Batman. says it all. Yep. Thanks, thanks to Nighthawk, this meme says it all. This is true. And this is our tribute to, to you, Miss Nighthawk. We miss you. We hope you're doing well up there in Boston tonight. Go kick some ass. And uh, is it one of those, like, death metal bands where, like, you know, the name looks like it's, like, a big forest? You can't figure out what they're no, actually called. So, <laughs> so the letters of the band is P-V-R-I-S. Pivers? But I think it's pronounced Paris, maybe. I don't know if she was here and watching, she would tell me. I don't she know. What, <laughs> I would hope so. She's shooting it. Well, she's the one getting paid to do this, so I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, very yeah. good, very good. I so yeah, sorry, have... folks. We're a little less attractive this week. We don't have Miss Nighthawk with us. You're stuck back with the original, the duo, the dynamic duo who kicked it all oh, off yeah. from the get go. You know it. Let me show you my cool. notes from Rob, how exciting it was. Yeah, that that looks about right. I actually tried to watch some Raw last night for the first time. And, oh, God, I couldn't even tell you how long. I I couldn't I do it, man. I, I can't do it anymore. I. It was just garbage. I can't even speak on it. Utter shit show. Like I mean... Ugh. Anybody out there who follows us, you know, Pops Ghostly, Guy Manly, any of our usual crew, do you guys ever, I, I'm curious, does anybody out there actually watch Raw anymore? Let's not say watch it, let's say pay attention, because you right. can watch it in background noise. Yeah, yeah. Who pays attention enough? Because it's the same storylines, the same matches week after week, and they keep getting weaker and weaker, and let's not forget that Vince and Triple H just dropped 12 more roster spots oh, from NXT. Boy, do we have something to talk about as far as drops go and, uh, since our last show, do we not? <laughs> and can we say that uh, USA was not happy with uh, those, those drops? Because I think I think USA is starting to feel the, uh, the hurt. No pun oh, intended to, to uh, Bobby Lashley, but they're getting a the hurt lock. <laughs> Well, keep in mind, too, in all seriousness, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the first Patriots preseason game is this Thursday. So guess what's coming back real soon, folks? Monday Night Football. So, yeah, USA, you probably should be a little concerned because whatever you're clinging to for ratings right now. Yeah, Out the window when, when, when the NFL really kicks You are fucked, dude. <laughs> dude, I'd, I'd rather watch preseason football. Then, then watch SmackDown, uh, watch Raw. A bunch of no stringers that probably mm -hmm. won't even make the team. I'd rather watch that than this ugh. garbage. So bad, I hate dude. It's just so bad. And I hate to say it because it's it's what you and I grew up on. It's it's yeah. part of our our childhood. It's what kind of made our friendship happen in 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 high school. It's true. It's true. You were not the only one who I still have as a lifelong friend, thanks to the power of professional wrestling, because that's how good it was back then. And we're talking, you know, late 90s, mid 90s and whatnot. But now it's just, oh. It's like they, they tried to go back to the PG era of what it was when it was like Hogan, Savage, Andre, 
Yeah. Even then, and that PG error, it wasn't even really a PG error. There was no error. It was just wrestling. Good athletes performing at a high level with entertainment. This is well, just soap yeah. opera garbage now. That was appropriate at that time. I mean, even though there was a lot of better quality wrestling promotions out there than what WWF was putting out at the time, but they were the mega stars. They were, mm -hmm. you know, that was the king shit. And, you know, growing up for us as kids, gimmicks like Kamala and stuff like that, it worked back then. Nowadays, you know, what do they have that, who's that dude that's with Apollo Crews, the, um, He's like, I don't know, that's SmackDown. That's you, right? Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, know, I know what you mean. You're bringing back these stupid ass gimmicks that nobody wants back, dude. Like, it had its time and its place back in the late 80s, early 90s, whatever. Now it's it's done, dude. Stop. Just stop. Please. Well, he, and even the gimmick with Alexa Bliss. Oh, she didn't go off tonight. Actually, um, she was a little bit. Oh, look at that. First time for everything. <laughs> I'm saying, even with that gimmick and the whole, you know, hypnotizing mind, mind fucking. You've got that in Papa Shango back in the day. Yeah. So yeah. You're, again, you're starting to to regurgitate these these gimmicks, and to your point, they're not for these times. And not I love the fact that you use the term regurgitate when you mentioned Papa Shango, because who could forever forget <laughs> when he put that hex on Ultimate Warrior, and then he was in the backstage area, and they're all like, "Warrior, Warrior, what can we do?" And he's like, and he like pukes all over the place, like, "Oh God!" See, back then it worked. All right, it was funny. <laughs> Even as a kid, I knew it was like, this is obviously fucking stupid. But at the same time, it's fun. Now, yeah, you got Alexa Bliss, who has a great gimmick. The fans mm -hmm. love her. But you're going to make her do this weird, like, ooh, I'm hypnotizing you thing. Like, stop, dude. Stop insulting our intelligence. We get it. It's professional wrestling. We take it with a grain of salt. That's how it always has been. But right. when we're doing this kind of shit, dude, just stop, please. I mean, probably out of all of the gimmicks that that they are promoting that they are running with maybe two or three might be worth sticking with i mean you got reigns and the usos with the family drama that one's working yes that's probably the best thing they have going for them yeah. right now in all of wwe i mean and you had it with the fiend and orton mm -hmm. and that died at wrestlemania well and we'll get to the fiend in a little bit because i got a lot to say about that do i not <laughs> yeah and and even with, with Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre, at least that was a feud that you could see progressing. And even yeah. in, in introducing Braun into it right after, what was it, WrestleMania Backlash or whatever it was. When, <laughs> and then Braun leaves and now Braun's going to be on AEW, I guarantee it. Right. But those three segments or three separate matches or whatever, those are the ones that were going to carry you. And now what do you have? Nothing. Just, I mean, the Usos still going on with Reigns and stuff, and I like what they're doing there. We'll get to that a little bit in the SmackDown breakdown, but literally that's one of the only benefits I see to what WWE is doing right now. I'm sorry. I mean, and then here's another thing. Okay, so like you just mentioned, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. That was a damn good feud. Hell in a Cell, they beat the shit out of each other. It was a damn good match. And then it's like, oh, all right, well, bye-bye, Braun Strowman. Uh and Drew, you're gonna just—I don't know what now. So it, he's it's now like, apparently it's he's, like he's never gonna, happened. <laughs> well, yeah, because now he's gonna be feuding with the modern day Jinder Mahal. But even ugh. but you even but they even tried to start it with Kofi Kingston to feud with Lashley, 
and Kofi got his ass handed to him. But that could have been a good feud too because Kofi has that potential to take out Bobby. Yeah. Lashley, to retain that belt again. Both of those but, guys can put on a quality fucking feud, but you know, if you don't give them the opportunity to do so, and then they just take Kofi like they did against uh, Lesnar after he had won the WWE title, and it's like, oh wow, Kofi realizes the dream. Everyone in the world is so happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it was. It was awesome. And yep. then it was like none of that happened. They were like, oh, here comes Brock Lesnar and Kofi. Oh, he has no talent. <laughs> Squash. And then we we and. <laughs> We say it week after week, and we beat the dead horse on it. But there's so much other talent that's there that they're not pushing. Cesaro, Kevin Owens, even Sheamus to get another push. Like Sami Zayn. Oh, God, I saw a little bit what they're doing with Shameless, Shameless yeah. last night. They might as well call him Shameless because that's how bad it is. Like, exactly. He's mad about someone stole his fucking hat or something. Like, what is with this? Everyone's stealing everyone's headgear as a storyline now. First, it was King Corbin getting his crown stolen by fucking Nakamura. Now, like, Sheamus is freaking out because he lost his hat. Like, what? And now King Corbin has a new <laughs> gimmick where he's, like, homeless and broke. That is kind of funny. I will give them that. That was one of the little highlights for what I if saw. They play it right. Yeah. They have to make it work. Exactly. They can't be going back to him fighting Nakamura for a stupid Burger King crown. And here's the thing. There's so much talent on that roster. Even the people that they, the men and women that they are pushing, what they're just giving them these ridiculously dumb angles that no one cares about. Right. And just when they show a glimmer of, oh, this looks interesting, it's like, oh, next week, it's like, oh, well, that never happened before. Hmm. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. And while we're on it, we might as well just throw it out here now because, you know what, you've already called out Vince. I've already called out Enzo. I'm getting this close to calling Vince out myself here. Here we go again. This has been the last six months. I mean, these cuts from WWE – he single-handedly, like, and, and you and I said it real quick off before we got on, and I'm just going to bring it up now. Mm-hmm. He's single-handedly destroying the WWE. That's what it seems like. It's like he's, maybe he thinks, he, oh, I'm going to die soon, so if I got to go, no one's taking it. I'm taking it to hell with me. I don't, that's really what I'm, I'm getting <coughs> here, because these cuts that he has made in the last six, whatever months now, I mean, are still so baffling, and they just get worse and worse as the weeks go on. As I mean, all of you who watch wrestling or are into wrestling, if you're actually watching the show, though you are, you will know what happened this past week. The WWE cut Bray Wyatt. Explain that one to me. You know, and I don't follow NXT. I probably should because it's probably the better of the three shows that they put on. Yeah, it, it but is. Yeah. They just made 12 <laughs> cuts in NXT. And I don't follow it enough to know how devastating those cuts are, but it's devastating enough, like we said earlier. That the network USA is pissed off because of those cuts. Oh yeah, and can you blame them? It's like, why are you cutting off some of your top stars on the you know Raw SmackDown roster, and then these guys that are up and coming and making you know an impact on NXT that are really getting starting to you know get some fan base behind them. There was a couple of guys I'll get to them a little bit in the AEW Dynamite deposition that were really starting to gain a good following in NXT and they just cut them. And mm-hmm. what happened? They were on dynamite last week going up against John Moxley and Eddie Kingston and Darby Allen. So I just, I don't understand how you can tell me, Oh, well, you know, money's tight, blah, blah, blah. but yet you're going to cut Bray Wyatt, dude. I mean, look at the cuts. 
I mean, and we talk about it every week. I mean, Braun, Bray, just all the, the, the list just goes on and on. And I had a picture of it up here. I meant to put it up, but I can't find it now. The cuts are just insane this year alone. And it's like, almost like, is Vince secretly funding AEW? Because all these athletes are going to AEW. Ruby Riot, who was just yes, that was another one that was she signed up. with AEW. Uh, as we all know, Alistair Black, who was and is a phenomenal talent. You had a gold mine in your hands. You just, for whatever reason, you didn't know what the fuck to do with him. And guess what happened? Oh, he just made an event, main event at Dynamite last week. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. So Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. What? <laughs> three of the biggest names that come out of the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> now jump ship over to AEW. To your point, is Vince secretly funding AEW? I mean, there, you know, didn't find out till years later that he was secretly funding ECW <clears throat> back in the day. I don't believe that is the case. I just don't know what is going on here. Why would you let so much talent walk away when for the first time since really WCW, because I'm sorry, TNA, you didn't have it. You never did. You were never a real competitor no. towards WWE. But not since the WCW days have you seen a real, you know, real competition going up against WWE and for, uh, 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 you know, still basically an upstart company in AEW. They're only, they're still a baby company. They're only a couple of years old. They're still very young. So why are you going to just feed them this incredible talent and just build their roster when they are trying to beat you? Like, you know, I. Well, you brought it up with the WCW. I mean, look at the talent that went over there. After mm-hmm. they left WWE or WWF at the point at the time, Paul. well, with that too, it was also because WCW had ridiculously oh, un- unbelievable contracts that these guys would be fools to say no to. The fact that Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker are really the only ones who really stayed, when you think about it, mm-hmm. um, speaks volumes for them. But I mean, you can't tell me that Ted Turner and Bischoff weren't trying to tempt Taker and Michaels with all sorts of fucking money bags you know i mean to your point you got to hand it to taker and michaels to stick it out through all that bs and to still stick it out now because they're still doing their their spots here and there undertaker is still i'm sort of somewhere involved michaels is involved with nxt with triple h Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean to i wonder what goes through their mind when they see all of this shit going down well, I'm willing to bet, at least going back to the old days, the WCW days, why I personally feel, well, you know, not only Taker especially, he was loyal to Vince. Michaels, mm-hmm. on the other hand, I could have seen him being a little bit on the fence, especially back then when he was all fucked up and whatnot. But um, I think part of it might have actually been they saw what WCW was doing to these guys. I mean, hello, you had Mick Foley, you had Steve Austin, and you fired them both, and they mm-hmm. turned out to be two of the biggest superstars you know, wrestling superstars of all time. So I think maybe part of that factored in with them where they were like, you know what? You guys want to jump ship, go back and forth, whatever, that's fine. We're staying right here because chances are when it all comes down to the nitty gritty and they, I mean, they got it out through some dark times there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When WCW really was kicking their ass and that's coming off the whole, you know, uh, the the federal indictment that Vince had for the steroids and all that shit. Um, But I think they saw, yeah, we're going to hold out because in the end, I bet you Vince is still going to come out on top. And they were right. And seeing, like I said, you let Mick Foley go. You let Steve Austin go. And that maybe told them, okay, you were going to stay right here. Nowadays, though, 
mm, I don't get it, man. I don't understand what the hell they're doing here. It really is perplexing. I mean, I, I thought about this a lot in the last couple of months because, I mean, cuts happen. I get it. It happens with anything. I mean, it happens with any professional sports team. But to have so many – But to have so many – cuts of that that nature and that fortitude the yeah and such a short period of time main eventers former world champions that were that literally just had the belt like a year or so ago daniel bryan one of the biggest stars of wwe coming back from it just like other wrestlers broken neck injury yeah to come back overhaul wrestlemania and now he's gone yeah the only one out of them all really that i i will admit it doesn't surprise me to CM Punk. I think Punk made up his mind. I'm done with WWE, no well, matter Punk, what. Yeah, Punk made up his mind that night on Raw when he sat on the ramp and the bite bomb. Well, he, I mean, he did come back in some form. He came back for the, like that talk show or whatever for a little bit. You know, he got his name back involved with the company, but um, you know, he's very outspoken, as we all know. Oh, yeah. He's not bashful. And uh, I, all I know is the second he got signed with AEW, WWE released a statement saying, "Like, good luck, AEW. He's your problem now." So, like, <laughs> um, you know, that could go both ways. I know, you know, Punk has stated flat out he's been very open and honest about his gripes with WWE, even when he was the champion. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from him, Aleister Black, Brock Lesnar. I mean, Brock Lesnar, how the fuck did Vince let him go? Like, that's his Aryan dream child. I don't understand that one at all. Right. Mm. But it's going gonna, it's gonna, to, and if it does happen, and Bray Wyatt and Braun both go to AEW, that's going to be oh, in the WWE. Oh, boy, I'm looking forward to that one, buddy. Now, speaking of Braun, I have heard a couple of rumblings that now apparently WWE is trying to, Reel him back in. I, don't know I heard something along that line. So maybe Vince is starting to catch a little bit of the oh, I fucked up chant. I just a little bit still, from- I, I can see, okay, one or two big names. Whoa, wow, I can't believe that happened, but okay, business, business. But this is just half much, a dozen, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, madness like you just traded Michael Jordan away and now he's taking all the <laughs> Chicago Bulls with him. <laughs> You know, this is like what the Patriots did with Tom Brady. Ah, we don't need you anymore. You're all washed up. You won't do anything with the rest of your career. Bye. Well, look Let me bring Gronk to Tampa and win a Super Bowl my first time there. <laughs> I'm going to take the worst franchise in the NFL and in one year make them Super Bowl champions because I'm Tom fucking Brady. This is exactly what it seems like to me. You're just, you're, you're giving AEW a really golden opportunity here. And I just, it's like, it's like the WWE is becoming the Cowboys. Ooh. Yeah, that was a dig. That was a dig to you, sir. <laughs> yeah, I'll still love Emmett Smith forever. God damn it. Uh, yeah, and Michael Irvin doing lines off the line. Hell yeah! The only, <laughs> people, the only members of the Dallas Cowboys at that era that didn't get arrested were Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, and Jimmy Johnson. Otherwise, everyone was getting arrested. <laughs> oh, so, Nate Newton in his trunk full of weed. <laughs> Before we go into our quick little recaps here, I was thinking about this today because I saw a post about it. And it said, it was Triple H had said that if John Cena was in the Attitude Era, he would have been a mid-carder. He wouldn't have been as big as he was. What's your Um, thoughts on that? You know what? I think I actually have to agree with him. I don't know if that definitely would have been the case, but 
you wouldn't have been able to have, see to me, Okay, you had Hogan of the 80s, you had right. Austin of the 90s, and then you had Cena of the 2000s. Cena, in a way, incorporated, he kind of brought back that image of, you know, he's the role model for the kids. He's the one that yeah. tells you to go out there and work hard and, you know, and do right. And Austin, on the other hand, was like, fuck everybody. I just want what I want. And you drink like beer me, and swear. Great. If you don't like me, I don't really give a shit. Um, so that's a reason why I think he there might be some truth to what Triple H said there. Um, I, I mean, who knows? I mean, it's one of those we'll never know scenarios. But unless, I mean, would you do you really think that Cena's gimmick would have worked that well back in, you know, 98, 99 when Austin and The Rock and Foley and hmm? I think his thumb, I think his thugonomics, the thug John Cena would have would have worked in like the i the intercontinental belt yeah. line. So once again, so like Triple H said, so he would have been a mid cutter. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Cena's gimmick now, to your point of being, you know, the eat your prayers or say your prayers, eat your vitamins, all that. The good guy, yeah, that wouldn't have worked. No, that no, no, way, no way, no way. Um, I so mean, yeah. hell, that's why even Bischoff realized I got Hulk Hogan. If we want to, you know, be successful in this era. We can't have the old Hulkster anymore. That's why they made the ultimate fucking heel turn pretty much ever. Mm -hmm. They made Hogan and heel, and guess what? It worked. So, well, Hogan was faced for so long. Of course, that that heel that heel turns like, oh my god, can't wait oh yeah, that's nuts. still probably the greatest heel turn <clears throat> of all time. Um, but with that said, you know, like I, you know, Bischoff was smart enough to realize I got Hulk Hogan, but. Nowadays, people aren't going to be buying the say your prayers and fucking eat your vitamins and drink your fucking milk shit anymore. They wanted they wanted something with an edge, and that's what all the late nineties was about. Yeah, that's why ECW right. had success. That's why the Attitude Era was the Attitude Era. You know, and there'll um, be nothing like the Attitude Era again, as we've said before. Oh no! And especially in this day and age, where everyone is so offended by if you fart or burp in the wrong way. Yeah, you can't, seriously. I mean, AEW is getting away with it because they're just pretty much putting it in their matches. They're not, yeah, they're vulgar, but they're not to the point where it's as controversial as the attitude. Yeah, not like the attitude. They have more, they'll, you know, they have more of the violence in their matches, but as far as, you know, actually, you know, I gave it credit too. They, they say some naughty words on that show that WWE would not allow uh, any of their superstars to say right. this day and age, no doubt about it. But I also like the fact, to be perfectly honest with you, too, that and I know we've talked about this before. AEW is not just you know throwing the edginess out there just to be edgy and you know like with all the smut stuff back in the day. Don't get me wrong. No, they're I mean, doing it because it fits their brand. It fits. What I they was did. in high school. You were too. Yeah, we liked looking at the girls. Not gonna lie, but I mean, what did we always do when it was like, oh, here's another like. Brown panty match. Brown panty match. Okay, time to go smoke a butt or go take, take a piss. Go over Chinese food. Hey, don't give a shit. I really don't care anymore. Um, so for that, I give AEW credit. But yeah, there's no doubt that the, the glory days will never return. Um, I remember uh, a few years back actually asking uh, one of my old, my oldest friend in the world, really, uh, Single H. I've known him since friggin' preschool, and he was there along with me through the old uh, heyday of the ECW days, much like yourself. And I remember one night we were just shooting the shit, and I said, dude, do you think it'll ever be that good again? And he, without even hesitating, he was nope. like, no, no way. Mm -mm. You know, and, and he's right. AEW is great for the little bit that I watch it. 
WWE, we all know our opinions on that now. Mm-hmm. But I have to agree with with Single H there, and and you, and I'm sure Kevin, old man, you would even agree to this. It's never gonna be like it was with the Attitude Era and ECW. Mm, no, no, and it's one of those. We were just lucky enough to be there to witness it live in person. I mean, how many shows do we go to? How many pay-per-views do we go to? Right. Name it. <laughs> um, and it's one of those now that, you know, I talk to younger wrestling fans and stuff because, yeah, sorry, we're old. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they will go back and they watch, you know, stuff from the Attitude Era. And they're like, oh, my God, this is so great. Blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you know, I'm never going to be like that dickhead who's like, oh, you don't even know, you know, because I hate people like that. But it's one of those, if you weren't there to live it and experience it when it happened, mm-hmm. you really will never truly know what it was like. Because it was just one of those once in a lifetime eras that can never be duplicated. No doubt about it. No. And and with the, the show a few weeks back where we got kicked off for throwing uh, <laughs> the Foley and Taker clip up. I mean, you saw Nighthawk's face, facial expressions when she saw Foley going through the cage and the tooth through the nose. And, you know, those are the, to that younger generation, they don't know. And here we are trying to help them know and understand. Want to educate the children. Want someone, please think of the children. (laughs) But Vince, you're going to show my stuff. (laughs) No, OTR can't show that. I'm sorry. You know, it's like, okay, we got, I can see his eh, copyright issue, blah, blah, But, dude, you know what really pisses me off? We tried to do a little tribute for a, a fallen wrestler, a, a, a legend in the business, and Paul Orndorff, and we get the show taken off for that. It's like, oh, fuck you, Vince. Speaking of fallen wrestlers, <laughs> real quick, uh, rest in power to beautiful Bobby Eaton. Yes, thank you for mentioning that. Away. I was going to get to that, too, as well. Uh, one of the greatest uh, tag team Uh wrestlers in the history of professional wrestling. There's no doubt about it. And a guy that really was still going till right before he passed away, as a matter of fact, you know, I mean, the midnight express, you know, you know, it was before our time, but, but they're one of the revolutionary tag teams that set them, that set the mark of what a tag team needs to be. Exactly. What they were doing down South at the time, back in the, the end of the territory days and stuff. Um, they revolutionized uh, tag team wrestling. There's no doubt about it. You wouldn't have had your rockers. You wouldn't have had these teams that have come up since then if it hadn't been for those guys. So uh, rest in power, Mr. Eaton. You are definitely a legend in this business, and you won't be forgotten. Not on this show, at least. And I apologize for no 10-bell salute for Mr. Eaton. That is my fault. It was just a busy day in the old Hell Entertainment offices and parts unknown so i would like to say as well to his dying day he still never lost that incredible not even bleach blonde it was almost like a bino white mullet (laughs) more more power to you mr eaton oh that mullet that mullet right um yeah we got sidetracked real quick but i also wanted to ask you who else do you think or uh, let's put it this way do you think roman reigns would have upheld in the Attitude Era? Um, hmm. Do you think he would have been know, a big Carter or a main eventer? That's tough to say as well, because especially since 
you know, I, I believe it or not, I actually, I've always liked Roman Reigns. It was just, I didn't like it all those years when he was still a face. And it was just like, why do you keep pushing him when the fans obviously don't want this? We all know what happened at the Royal Rumble in Philadelphia a few years mm -hmm. back when even the fucking crowd booed the shit out of the rock to the point when the rocks there with hold up Reigns' arm, like, all right, I'm not used to this. It's been a while since they told me rock, die, Rocky die, but, um, <laughs> um, I don't know. That's an interesting one because now with him as a heel, oh, he's I, great as a heel. Oh, this is what they should have done a while ago, really, to be honest with you. There's certain guys that I think could have worked back then, and there's certain guys that I don't know if they would have had the kind of success. And he's kind of a toss up. I don't know, um, if that would have worked as well. Um, maybe he could have been. I don't know, part of the nation or something with the rock, maybe. I don't know. It's a curious question. Not it's really a sure. tough one. I mean, I think yeah. to your point, as a heel, I think he would have worked a little better than a face. Mm -hmm. Um, I think as a heel, he may have gotten one or two shots at the at the Covenant WWF title at the time. The, yeah, as a maybe, face, I'd, I'd only see him walking out and getting a stunner from Austin, and that, and then no one would know him ever, ever again, basically. As a face, <laughs> I would see him and Cena as mid-carders, as a mid-card theater. That, too. Yeah, that that I could see. Um, you know, they probably have him in some horrible outfit like they had uh, Rocky Maivia in back With the tassels. Why am I getting an echo? Those voices at the end? No, I can, no, hear, I can myself hear myself after I, after talk. I talk. There it goes again. You're not hearing that? No, it's only two. There's two of you? Fuck. Yeah, that's yeah, all that's the world needs, right? I'm literally getting echo, echo, echo. <laughs> well, if you're not, you're not hearing it, everyone else is in it. I don't know. This. Unplug your headphones and plug them back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see how that goes. While we figure this out, folks, let's... Uh, Stricker Samu, Gangrel, and WWE Hall of Famer Rapkishi. Do I have your attention yet? Good! Revolution Wrestling Federation Treasure Trove Toys, along with Sugar Daddy Productions, presents Resurgence, a showcase of the absolute best talents in Harrisburg Midtown Art Center, featuring appearances from Gangrel, the Head Shrinkers, live August 29th at 6 p.m., featuring the double main event as RWF champion, the Japanese sensation Mr. Ping, defends his RWF championship against Michael Zamato, as well as the Lights Out Battle of the Kings, as the King of Hardcore Rob Notches goes one on one with the King of Salvation, Mal Havoc, in a special New Jack City street fight. Also on the bill will be marvelous Malcolm King. As he'll defend his RWF Internet Championship, the world's most dangerous arachnid, the Red Scorpion, seven foot tall, four hundred pounds, bulletproof, Dorian Black, Andy Header, and many, many more. Sunday, August 29th, resurgence, six p.m. Harrisburg Midtown Art Center in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. The revolution is now. All right, better. Don't think I have the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday voice anymore. All no, right, it's still there. I don't know. If, well, if we'll nobody else can hear it, we'll just go with it. Fuck it. Yes, Revolution Wrestling Federation, August 29th, Harrisburg, Virginia. Get there. Go to revolutionwrestlingfederation.com and use the code off the rope 10 and off for your 10% off tickets for the I'm event. I'm going to attempt to do this without headphones. Okay, as long as you can still hear me. It's still there. No, I can hear it still. Yeah, fuck it. Right. Well. <laughs> I don't know. I've never had this happen before in all the time we've been doing the show. So, no, it's the ghost of your headphones. Mm. Yeah, no, I took the headphones off. It's still getting this. Yeah, it's so weird. I hate hearing myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can well, hear myself because I have the the mixing board and all that with me. So it's like being on the radio where you can hear yourself in the headphones. Yeah. Well, as but long it's, as it's not coming out to the audience, then fuck it. Hopefully, no, nope, you're good. Right, Let's. Right. Uh, we dove into a lot of news real quick, and there's still more news to get to. 
Um, should we run through some uh, recaps real fast and uh, then hit the Bray Wyatt news? Yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. some more Bray. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've already talked. We've already said what happened, but I'm still just so. Mm, we're going to have to talk about him again, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, we're bringing him up now. Let's talk about him now. How about uh, the WWE Universe, which is stupid because there is no universe. Um, <laughs> they true. keep chanting, we want Bray at all the Raw events. Oh, yeah, that was real loud last night at Raw. That's one yeah. thing I noticed about That's Raw. two that weeks I in a row. Like. Mm-hmm. Two right weeks in a row. Off. The show barely started. Uh, I don't even remember who came out to start off the show. And the second that the music stopped, that crowd was like, like we want Wyatt. We want Wyatt. And yeah. guess what? They're right. Because, yeah, he's fucking awesome. And it makes no sense why you got rid of him. It really makes sense. And too. they also ran a promo for him last night, too. They did? Yeah, they ran a promo for it uh, during a commercial break on accident. <laughs> they, they ran it in the stadium. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, it was going around Twitter last night that they ran a Fiend promo um, <laughs> when they went off the air for Whoopsie. a commercial break. Ooh, somebody got fired this morning. Vince <laughs> yeah, woke up with a very big vein in his neck bulging in a heart. Oh, yeah, that's not, the, uh, that's not the Tuesday morning meeting you want to be involved in right there. <laughs> what the hell, guys? You're all fired. Wow, so they actually put up a Fiend promo despite the fact they just axed the Fiend. Yep, the Fiend got axed. Man, I, th- I you know, hey, that just, just all right, if they, they suck that bad, I guess we're doing pretty good as far as our whole thing goes here. <laughs> we might not have any viewers tonight, but hey, we're still here. We're still right? around. How do you, I, like, how do they even manage to do that? Like, I'm going to blame an intern. I guess, you know, you would think it would have someone a little more bright running that show, but uh, it was just like, <laughs> the guy's there at the board and he's like, oh shit, I hit the break white button. Oh no, oh no. What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> and you're so frantic, like you you know what the button to press to get it off, but you just can't because you're like, right? right? Up. <laughs> Meanwhile, your phone's ringing and it's Vince. Oh yeah. Oh, it's like, God. That oh, must have oh been a here are my keys. Now. I'm fired already. He's calling. Bye. <laughs> I'll be sleeping with the fishes in Stanford now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, that's interesting. I did not know about that, but um, yeah. To, to just go back to our point, this is why it's not just us. Obviously, here's your WWE universe, Vince, that is sitting there going, "What are you doing?" Yep. <laughs> We hadn't seen Bray Wyatt since fucking WrestleMania, and then I was just like, "Well, he's, yeah, he's gone." Mm-hmm. So I don't get it. Bray Wyatt, I love that dude. I'll be honest with you. Since I first saw him in NXT, I loved the whole creepy, um, you know, weird Leonard Skinner gimmick that they had when they first started out. The Wyatt family and everything. I loved his uh, his mic skills. The fact that he really can captivate an audience. I mean, his mm-hmm. entrance before they did the whole theme thing, I had never seen, I hadn't seen anything like that in a long time where they could just hit the house lights and every person there has got those firefly lights coming up on their phone, you know, whatever it was. Um, and it was so cool. And that was another thing I'm so pissed. I've never actually got to see Bray Wyatt at a match live in person. And I never got to experience the whole Firefly thing, which would have been mm-hmm. so cool. Um, 
But I mean, here's a guy. He was a he's a former WWE champion. He's a he's a two-time former Universal champion. He's a former tag team champion. He's always been over. I've never known a time where the fans weren't interested in what he was selling. Mm. And it's just like eh, we don't need him anymore. So. The only thing that I didn't get with him was when he fought Cena. Was it a mania in that funhouse match or whatever Two it was? Years ago, yeah, yeah. That, that one didn't take my fancy mania. very. That was that like, was, yeah. And, and once again, that's not his fault. It's not Cena's fault. That's just like no. Like, that's just the way it was scripted to yeah, do it. Yeah. But I, mean, I, for, I, for someone who doesn't follow the fiend as closely as you do, or like some of my other friends do, it's like, what is this? Yeah, no, I really wish they had just had a straight-up Cena and Wyatt match. They could have torn the house down, no doubt about it. But instead, mm-hmm. we had this whole thing where, like, you know, it was like a cartoon at one point, and, like, John Cena's all yeah, of a sudden back in his, like, thugonomics gear and stuff. And I was like, what the I haven't done acid in a long time, but it felt like I was back on LSD. I don't know. <laughs> And then uh, it was like, okay, John Cena's gone forever. And then they bring him back to challenge Ron Reigns. I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't like Bray Wyatt kill him in the funhouse or whatever? <laughs> um, Just so like last, Miz and Morrison are zombies now. You know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> they get bit at WrestleMania 37 and they're, Miz is still in a wheelchair. Squirting squirt guns. Uh, uh, um, zombies. <laughs> last night, Orton made his return. He yeah, made his return yeah. to Raw last night. Uh, ended up RKO and Riddle again. Apparently, again, I didn't really watch Raw because I just I oh. tried and I just shut it off. Um, yeah, I didn't but- make it that far either. I, I saw the whole Brosive thing and blah blah blah, and I've been waiting for this to happen. Obviously, because it's we both saw it coming. It was going to happen, you know. <clears throat> uh, that's what he does. So I didn't actually. I was so distraught with what I saw that I turned it off. I didn't even get to that point that uh, Orton ended up. Uh, Giving the RKO to no shoes there, so to no shoes. Um, I had a picture and I can't pull it up right now. But at the end of Raw, Cena came out. Which why Cena's on Raw? He's supposed to be on SmackDown fighting with what's his face, Roman. Uh, Apparently, Cena's drunk and doesn't know where he's at. He's fighting (laughs) filming Fast Eleven. No, it's called Um, Vince. Is like I'm putting you everywhere I can right now. But after I wouldn't be Raw, surprised if he showed up on NXT tonight. <laughs> but after Raw, Riddle, Orton, and Cena hugged it out in the ring. Hmm. Oh, this is after the cameras went off. Yeah, that? cameras went off, and the three of them like hugged it out to like make up for Orton RKOing uh, Riddle. What like, the fuck is that? Why? <laughs> why? What was the point of that then? <laughs> the last time Russell was hugged in a ring was the click and all that shit that went yeah, down. Yeah, you know, like, the what's... infamous the day the kayfabe wall came down in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Um that I don't that so what like Cena came out and was like, Hey guys, you shouldn't be mad at each other. You're RK bro. Exactly. It's like, you know what, John? Even though you're you and right. I beat the shit out of each other for years, you're right. I'm gonna Let's go hug and make up and go make some silly putty. <laughs> oh god, what Come are you doing, dude? It's kind of the point. Like, are we even is gonna be worth it to even talk about WWE anymore? Well, this, this is this next topic I'm gonna bring up, and this is basically my raw breakdown. So this is raw as it is, because I don't mm. care from yeah. last night. Mm. Um, yeah, Elias. I think he's got great talent. I think he's mm-hmm. a. I think he's a great, a great entertainer. Yep. Wasn't keen on his gimmick to start, but it grew on me. 
Yeah. And then last night he threw his guitar in the fire, and they are cutting that gimmick and now making Elias some sort of other gimmick. Why? Vince Russo has the same expression. Why kill another talent and another gimmick that's working? Exactly. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. What, what, what's the problem there? Elias has been over for really since he started. He, he, he is a great heel. He knows how to piss the crowd off and get them all riled up. And I, you know, I'm with you. When he first started, it was one of those things that had to grow on me. I was like, all right. She was going to come out here and play fucking guitar. Like, really? Oh, God. But then we started paying a little bit more attention. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, they're on to something here. This is good. I like this. Um, so let me guess. This is going to be now they're going to make Elias face and they're going to ruin him, right? Most likely, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's what yes, they he, do. And he just had that killer strap match, that, that, that leather strap match. Mm-hmm. But now yeah, he had a great feud with uh, Jeff Hardy there, except I didn't like the whole, uh, oh, God, it was the, the musical massacre match or whatever, where they had to, like, hit each other with violins and stuff. I was like, yep. don't need that. Just let him wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hardy actually got really hurt during that match. I remember he, um, he did, like, a makeshift swanton, like, off the top of the ring post to the outside where um, – Elias was like down kind of like on where the uh, steel steps are. I know Hardy got pretty messed up there, but uh, yeah. I, and again, here you go. You got something good and you go, oh, well, it's working. So we better fuck with it then, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully they'll cut him soon. He can go to ADW as well. So <laughs> Amy Young Photography says, I would love oh. to hit them with someone with a violin. Well, hello there, Miss Nighthawk. Yes, I would love to see you hit them with a violin as well. I I'd buy that for a dollar. Mm-hmm. I'd probably pay two. Probably oh, pay two dollars for it. Oh yeah, I'd give it the old two dollars so a two dollar holler. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. She says an instrument, any instrument yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> a stand-up bass, you know, the doom, 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 doom. I like to do a stand-up <laughs> harp. Put their head in between the harp strings. Oh Iris Iris whip into the harp. <laughs> The harp made out of barbed wire. Harpomania. <laughs> yeah. So I see. I'd like to see Miss Nighthawk in a uh, uh, an instrument match. That could be fun. But it was one of those with Elias and Hardy. They didn't need that. They can do no. this, you know. But this is WWE now. This is what we gotta uh, just suffer through all the time. I guess now we whoa, have a friend. Whoa, whoa. Oh my god! Hi. Oh my god! Hi. Welcome. Holy shnikes. Look what we have now. We thought she was on special assignment while she pops out of nowhere, folks. Are you waiting for the tea? I was, but I left. Yes, ah, I am. Kenmore Square. <laughs> you left the show. Why did you leave said show? Well, I was done with my job, so. Fair enough. Ah, shit. Well, I wish I knew you were going to be done this early. I would have included you on the flyers today. I didn't want to <laughs> hype up the crowd and make them think that you were going to be here and then disappoint them. So I didn't out. know, so. Yeah. All right on, right on. Well, welcome welcome to the show that started an hour late today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't started on time in ever. So yeah. <laughs> why start don't, now? <laughs> don't tell That's the boss. <laughs> I thought you were the boss. Right? Eh, this was sometimes. all your idea. <laughs> and you're all fired too. <laughs> 
All right, that's it, Amy. We're going to AEW. <laughs> All right. It's been nice knowing you. Hey, I mean, that's pretty much what our show is going to be. It's going to be AEW because I don't know if you caught any of the show earlier, but how bad the WWE was this past week. And uh, we've really just been rambling on for the past 51 minutes about the news and how bad they are sucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we oh, really haven't gotten sorry. to anything else yet other than <laughs> WWE suckage, really. I don't think we really need to get anything else because, like we said earlier, everyone who's watched it has watched it already and got their recaps. Like, mm. yeah, I mean, I wrote this whole SmackDown breakdown. Is it even worth reading? I don't even know what this rate <laughs> I mean, we're here just to bring you the news and, and shit that no one else wants to, so that's what we're doing. Yeah. And if it's controversial to you, if you don't like it, well, then you can just fuck off. You know it. Usually, yeah. Or as Miss Nighthawk would do. I can only do it with one hand right now. That's what. So, you know what would be interesting right now? It's too bad. I wish we had known this ahead of time. We could have had you go out there and like interview rando Boston people about wrestling. That would have been awesome. Just ask them the questions that we would think of. Talk about anger. It's funny that you think I would do that. Oh, I know you wouldn't, and you'd have to be a fool to do so. But well, if I was up there, you know, you were, I'd get away with it. <laughs> you and I would do it, but her anxiety would is like through the roof of you just mentioning that. Well, I also don't blame her for not wanting to go out and talk to a bunch of random freaks that this time of night in Boston are probably all hammered anyway. So, yeah. Dude, I wish I was. Yeah, I don't blame you there. <laughs> I can't wait. This is something for we should think about in the future, though. Maybe we could do some on on the spot reporting. You, you can send me off somewhere, and I'll go interview some freaks. Just ask some wrestling questions, see where it goes. Send you down to Hyannis. <laughs> down the Main Street. Oh, I, I have some informants down there. Don't worry. <laughs> so, Miss Nighthawk, since you have joined us, uh, we were just talking about Elias, as you saw in the comments, about instruments and using them as weapons. Yeah. What would be your instrument of choice to use as a weapon in a wrestling match? Tambourine. Um, Triangle. <laughs> cowbell. <laughs> Fuck the cowbells. Fucking found with clippers. On any string instrument, I don't know. Hmm. I said the stand-up harp. Play it right across their forehead stand and bust it wide open. Yeah, that's, that's, what, what that's what Jack said. Just like Curly, Curly and the Stooges. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, we, it sounds like you're, there's some jet engines going on behind you or something. What's happening? There's a train on the other side. Ah, that would explain it. Where are you, Kenmore Square? Yep. Probably shouldn't have given out your location to our one viewer. <laughs> He's already, on his way to you right now. <laughs> I already did that at one point, so. Okay. <laughs> Well, right. ladies and gentlemen, Off the Rope Tuesdays is now sponsored in part by Kenmore Square for all your tea needs. <laughs> Up on that green line. Oh. Take any train but the E train to get to where you need to go because the E train sucks. Oh, boy, is it ever. Um, oh, see, many, many any, rides on that train. Many, anything many rides. but the red or green line. Even the oh, green line is a little questionable. Worst, yeah, coming back from a wrestling event at the garden and having to ride the green to get to the red oh, okay let's mm-hmm. talk about you want to talk about the green line and the red lines and all that me yes. going up by myself to the house of blues to an icp show painted <laughs> on the green line and the red line How's that go? 
Uh, I mean, I didn't, I didn't care at the time because it's I, me. But I'm literally like, this is what I'm dressed as, and I was surrounded by people that are going to a fucking Red Sox game. So, <laughs> but that's your everyday attire. I don't wear face paint every day. You know what? Maybe you should. Hmm? Calling me ugly? No, it could be your thing. Hey, you know, it worked for my pal Captain Spaulding on the the Real Horror Show, by the way. So. Yeah, with his, with his melty eyebrow. Hey, you should have seen what it looked like when I got off camera. Woof. Oh. <laughs> hey, that shows up to ten to ten downloads now. Well, how the heck, youngin? Looks like so. Uh, uh, all right, back to the uh, show at hand as we get up on our little tangents. Uh, did you want to break down real quick? AEW and SmackDown because I already did Raw. All right, yeah, um, I can uh, give you a little dynamite deposition for Wednesday, August the fourth, if you like. Yeah, if you want to run through it fast, and then we can get to uh, the Raw that never was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <coughs> pardon me, <coughs> if I could. <coughs> dynamite fired the cannons down at Daly's place in Florida last week with the third labor of Jericho as he. His quest to get a one on one match with MJF when he was forced to take on a former rival from way back in the old WC dub days. Yes, none other than Juventud Guerrera made his first appearance on American television in many moons. I really don't know when the last time he was on uh, American television. And I got to say, dude, the guy still looks like he did back in 97. It's really weird. So, anyway, <laughs> don't That's know what he's don't know what his fountain of youth is, or yeah, right? But uh, anyways, yes, Juventud Guerrero made his first appearance back on American television in many years, but despite a valiant effort, Jericho was able to survive the challenge. Park Street. I kind of want to hear this, I'm sorry. He walked away. All right. Oh, Does this go to Park Street? Yes, I guess he has what? some sense after all. Does this go to Park Street? It goes wherever you want it to go. Right? Yes. First yes, time in Boston, eh, buddy? <laughs> it, goes, it goes to Park Street, buddy. It goes to the Red Line. Pretty At much. Park so, anywho, uh, yes, uh, J Jericho I got to was... actually hop off oh. here. Before okay. You got to do down. Come back if you can. No service, you know? I will. Goodbye. Bye. Well, look at that. Special on-the-site reporting from the T from Miss Nighthawk. We should have asked her for the weather report. I'm sure she was outside. I'm sure it's a lot hotter in Boston than it is here right now, and it sucks here. So well, you're, in your, you're in your boiler room, so it's probably really yeah, hot. It's the only place I can actually feel cool. At home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I sit down here with my rats, and I shake back and forth like Mick Foley did. And, you know, it's good stuff. So here we are. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Jericho had to go up against Hutu Carrera in the third labor of Jericho. And despite a valiant effort, Jericho was able to survive the challenge. Le Champion didn't have a second to celebrate, however, because Wardlow hit the ring and took out both Jericho and Guerrera after the match, which allowed MJF, who at the same time, while he was about to get on the mic and tell Jericho what, what is what, he just yanked this fan's side and just ripped it up. I don't know. It was hilarious. But, uh, 
Yes, he informed Jericho that he will have to face Wardlow in round four of the Labors of Jericho tomorrow night on Dynamite. That debacle was followed by a trios match that featured the team of Daniel Garcia and 2.0. These are the guys I was saying earlier that Vince just cut from NXT. AEW was like, hey, guys, come on come over. Come on over. Right? So not too bad for their first outing in AEW, considering they went up against Eddie Kingston, Darby Allen, and John friggin' Moxley. And it was a big surprise here. You can only imagine who won this match. So they, <laughs> they all had a lot of fun. And it's nice to see these kids getting something after Vince was like, well, you're useless. And then next up, we saw Christian Cage walk away with a hard-fought victory over the Blade, the AEW's women's champion, Dr. Britt Baker, D-D-M-D, accepted a challenge from Red Velvet for the belt coming up at Rampage in Dr. Britt's hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And before it was all said and done, yeah. Dr. Britt decided to attack poor Red Velvet with a crutch, and the segment basically ended with Red Velvet on her back and a crutch in her neck. So Dr. Britt is being Dr. Britt, and that's why. And then, poor you're, uh, you're getting kind of crackly there when you're shaking your head around those headphones. Oh, is it? Well, I'll tell you what. How's that work? Because at least I'm not Echo Man anymore. Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. That's got to be better now. We lost the crinkle. Okay. We Still crinkle? When you move. It might be the paper on the... I'll, I'll, I'll keep the paper away. Maybe that, that might be it. All right. So it wasn't my my phones. Okay. Either way. Uh, yes, next up we saw Christian Cage... Oh, no, no, no. Where am I going? Way back, way back, way back. Yes, Dr. Britt, all that. And then poor Hangman Adam Page was not Hangman's night. He came out and told the Dark Order, I'm really sorry, guys. I screwed up your chances to become, have a shot at the tag team titles, and I don't think I should really be with you anymore. And they were all like, no, no, no. What are you doing? Don't walk away. And then he went out to the ring and proceeded to get his fucking ass handed to him by the elite. So um, no big surprise there. The feud between... Uh, the AEW World Champion Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page is definitely still uh, rocking and rolling here, which is all fine by me. But, uh, oh, and by the way, real quick, for anyone out there who watched Dynamite this week, you will know just how beyond ridiculous the Elite was dressed. It was just, if you didn't see it, you got to go look it up. Just I, they, I, I swear they... They time traveled to 1987 and found clothes that I thought were gone forever. It was, it was quite a sight. So keep your eye on that one. Then we saw Lee Johnson coming on out with Dustin Rhodes as he put up a hell of a fight against the TNT champion Miro. But unfortunately for the young Johnson, the mighty Miro was, well, just too mighty to overcome that was the end of that. Afterwards, Leela Hurst defeated the Bunny in singles action and in the main event, AEW, here we go again, scored another touchdown with a two-point conversion on top as Malachi Black scored a huge win over Cody Rhodes and to make things even more intriguing, after it was all over, Cody actually hinted at the idea of retiring. But Black didn't allow him the time to finish his Thoughts because he came back and attacked Cody with a crutch. So chances are, don't worry, folks, Cody ain't retiring. And this feud 
with Black is far from over, which is fine with me because finally that QT Marshall bullshit is over with. Cody is finally facing someone I want to see him go up against. And this has got a lot of potential to it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And honestly, this was a fantastic match from Bell to Bell. Uh, definitely on A+++++ plus, 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 <laughs> like Ralphie in Christmas Story, dude. I'm telling you, um, <clears throat> straight up. If you, anybody out there, if you missed this one, if you're a wrestling fan, go back and watch that match. It was badass. Couldn't say enough good things about it. And yeah, so that's that. That, my children of the corn, is your AW Dynamite deposition for Wednesday, August the 3rd, 2021. Woo! Yeah, I got nothing much to say because I don't really watch AEW yet. Although I should now because I'm going to stop watching Raw. <laughs> yeah, we might as well just do like a Dynamite show or maybe we should just start covering NXT because NXT always seems like they have something better going on. I don't yeah, know. We should move the show to Thursdays. <laughs> we can cover AEW right after. Right? Well, coming up next <laughs> week, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, next Friday, uh, AEW introducing a new show called mm -hmm. Rampage, which will be airing on TNT Friday nights at 10 p.m. Which is so, what's causing WWE to think about adding a third disturbing hour to SmackDown oh, Crackdown. Yes, 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 yes. We talked about that last week. <laughs> which it's like, dude, why? For for starters. AW could have gone ahead and said, you know what? Fuck you, WWE. We're going on TNT at 8 o'clock on Friday night. We're going to go head-to-head -head with you. But mm -hmm. they did. They're like, we're going at 10. Which I thought was cool. Because it's like, okay, if you're an overall wrestling fan, you know, and if you're a wrestling nerd like, like me and like you, you know, mm -hmm. at least the way we were back in the day, um, you remember how frustrating it was having to go back and forth between Nitro and Raw and be like, oh my God, I think I missed something on this channel and all that. Yep. Well, it, this for that, I thought the scheduling was cool that that way you could, you know, if you want to watch SmackDown, you can watch your SmackDown and then you can flip on over to AEW at 10 o'clock. But now, of course, Vince is all like, no chance. So, whatever. But now, considering how much talent Vince has given AEW in the last, like, month, uh, it's no no wonder why AEW can definitely make another show. <laughs> mm. This is true. <coughs> oh, Your man. madness. Oh, speaking of madness, uh, do you want to do your SmackDown breakdown? Yeah, Terry Funkin. Why the hell not? We'll blast through that. There was. I have no birthdays. I have no wrestling history. We dove in for a good part of the start of the show on news and things like that. So yeah, yeah I think our. Our one to two listeners for the evening are getting ready to wrap it up. I'm sure they're content. They're probably sitting there just in awe of our wonder. <laughs> they're probably sitting there wondering, when's the raw that never was? Uh, da, 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 da. We'll get to that. Don't you worry. So, yes, yes. We'll give it all the old SmackDown <laughs> breakdown for Friday, August the 6th. 2021 things got underway this week with Sasha Banks making her present no presence known by heading out to the ring jumping on the mic and reminding the Tampa Bay crowd why she is the boss this of course coming as a result of Sasha turning heel on the Smackdown women's champion Bianca Belair just two plus weeks ago Sasha's time in the spotlight was short-lived however as Bianca came out cut her off and 
also cut her down on the mic, thus issuing the challenge to Banks. But that tirade didn't last long as Selena Vega joined the fray. So that's when the champ made it real simple. She will put her title on the line against Sasha Banks at SummerSlam. That's a match I really am looking for. That's going to be a good if, yeah, yes. Again, if the WWE doesn't mess it up. That's going to be a go. great match. Yep, just let them go. Let them do what we all know they can do. Bianca and Sasha can tear that freaking house down. So keep my fingers crossed on that one. We will see come August 19th or whenever the hell summer. 21st. There's 21st. Thank you. I know that was in my notes later on, but uh, yes, yes, yes. So uh, Selena Vega joined the fray. So that's when the champ made it real simple. Going to put her belt on the line against Sasha at SummerSlam. And she would also go up against Selena Vega later on that night on SmackDown in a contenders match. So if Vega was able to defeat the champion, then she'd face whomever, whomever was standing tall as champion after SummerSlam. Next up, we saw the Mysterio-Uso rivalry gain some more heat as Dominic faced Jay in one-on-one -on -one action. And after another good showing by both combatants, Jay Uso narrowly escaped with the pinfall victory. The storyline has a little hint that uh, perhaps little Dominic is getting kind of tired of his old man's influence. And to be honest, the idea of a Mysterio versus Mysterio match, father versus son, I'm down. It's got some I'm potential. Down. Right, right. I, once again, I've said it before. Uh, Dominic, kid's got a lot of talent, man. The kid can work. So, uh, yeah, that could, uh, could be interesting. So... Stay tuned for more on this slow cooker of an angle. And once again, if done right, they could be sitting, sitting on something interesting here. But mm -hmm. that remains to be seen. Things rolled on this past Friday night as Shinsuke Nakamura earned himself a shot at Apollo Cruz's Intercontinental Championship when he defeated Cruz in a title contenders match. Next up, the SmackDown stocks <laughs> dwindled, dwindled. Windle down thanks to a total crap fest between Tegan Knox and Tamina. This one, oh boy, <laughs> this one came to a close when Knox's buddy Shotzi Blackheart shot a foam missile from a little tank she drives down to the ring at Tamina, which allowed Knox to roll Tamina up for the win. So, yes, Tamina lost because she got hit by a nerf dart. That's, That's how the breakdown's over. <laughs> WWE just lost all their stocks. Yeah, it's funny. The uh, the lady there, Shotzi Blackheart, I, I know her from NXT, and she has the singer gimmick. She rides this little tank down the ring, whatever. But yeah, she literally shot a fucking nerf dart at Tamita. And of all years, in almost 40 years now of watching professional wrestling, I've never seen anyone lose a match thanks to a nerf dart. So that happened. <laughs> God. I don't even know if I can go on. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. Okay. I'll give it, doing it for the kids. Here we go. Luckily for everyone out there in TV land, the SmackDown stocks climb back up the charts in the following segment as the rated R superstar edge proved once again, why he is a master manipulator when he suckered Seth Rollins into agreeing to what many consider to be a dream match coming up at SummerSlam on, as you said, August 21st. So, Guess we're going to get it. It's official now. Edge versus Rollins, SummerSlam. Much like Sasha and Bianca. Okay. Let them go. Now Let them do okay. their thing. But with that said, too, now, now I'm getting interested. Okay. You, those two matches, 
Well, I'll sign up for that. Well, of course, as we know, we won't be able to watch it live because Peacock fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, two, two pay-per-views in a row now. I couldn't even watch it live because it just... Robots. Yeah. No, so bad. They really, really need to do something about that. It is just so, so bad. We should and change this to say Peacock. <laughs> How would you like to suck my bowels, Mr. Peacock? <laughs> Then we saw the street, <coughs> street Profits up and the duel of Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler, who are now apparently known as the Dirty Dogs. I didn't know that was a thing, but apparently that's their new model. I know Ziggler is still alive. <laughs> Here's another one, totally underused. Oh, remember that night? Cash in Money in the Bank on Alberto Del Rio mm-hmm. won the world title, and it was one of the most amazing raw moments we've seen in the years. And now it's like, yeah, okay. Who is he again? Way to go, yep. WWE. Mm-mm. And Bobby Roode, too. I love Bobby Roode was one of the only reasons I really tuned into TNA back in the day. Because Bobby Roode's badass, but mm, not since he's been at WWE. Although I do like his entrance theme. Glorious. So, so glorious. <laughs> that's always fun. So, yeah, um, Street Profits took out the Doity Dogs in tag team action. And as mentioned earlier, <coughs> pardon me. The WWE SmackDown Women's Champion Bianca Belair took on Selena Vega. And in the end, the champ picked up the win over Vega in what was actually a damn good quality matchup. So overall, thus far here, um, I got to say SmackDown wasn't bad. It was definitely better than Raw. I'll give you that. No doubt about it. You know, we had that whole Nerf gun thing that really killed the stocks. But not so bad. So, anyways, that my morning meant, dumps are better than raw. <laughs> Prom night dumpster baby is more fun to watch than that. <laughs> Dude, the dumpster Josie. <laughs> oh God, man, that rock. Speaking of guitar players in the ring. <laughs> oh, so that then leaves us with Zim event, main event of the evening, which featured Finn Balor going up against Baron Corbin, and after the dust settled there, Balor came away victorious, and after the bout. Finn took to the mic and called out Mr. Suicide Squad himself, John Cena, by stating that he will go through Cena if that's what it takes to get his hands on the WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. The big dog then made his way to the ring and completely ignored Balor. And that was kind of funny because Balor got all pissed and just decided to shove Roman Reigns out of the (laughs) ring. (laughs) Like literally straight up just shoved him out the ring. And that, of course, brought on the Usos who then tried to put the boots to Balor. However, the first ever Universal Champion fought back hard as he was even able to hit Reigns with the sling blade, but his efforts were short-lived as SmackDown went off the air with Reigns applying the guillotine choke to the outnumbered Finn Balor. That boils and ghouls is your SmackDown breakdown for Augusto the 6th, 20 and 21. So to uh, just wrap this up um i kind of like what they're doing here i don't think this is actually gonna be just straight up reigns versus cena no it's gonna be a triple threat and that's all fine with me because i've always liked finn balor i even knew him back when he was prince Devitt, mm-hmm. you know before he even uh signed uh vince's little contract there so um i think that's cool i'd like to see that i actually don't recall i may be mistaken i don't know if cena and balor ever had a match before so the idea of that triple threat, pretty damn cool with me. <clears throat> I can get with it. I can dig it. 
And you know what? I also like the fact that they're going to put him in there because let's face it. If Cena even was to beat Roman Reigns right now, how long do you think he's really going to stick around and be champion? Not Who, Cena? No, he's yeah. got fast 11 to field exactly. or whatever. That's why I think this works, and that's what makes this intriguing, because you throw Balor in there, and it's like, well, maybe there's a chance that Roman might drop the belt. You never know. So, Tall remains to be seen come August 21st. Or 22nd, because you'll have to wait till the next day so you can watch the replay, because Peacock sucks. And the 21st is on a Saturday, which is, I think, is their first Saturday pay-per-view in a long time. Oh, it's a, Saturday, it's a Saturday night show. Mm, intriguing. I actually prefer the Saturday night pay-per-views. I think it's cool. I when AEW first started out, that's they only did their pay-per-views mm-hmm. on Saturdays before COVID happened, and I loved it. Um and, but uh, if that could only have been the case back when we were in high school, right? <laughs> speaking of COVID and those new strands coming out, there's rumors having that WWE maybe taking their show off the road again and bringing it back to the Thunderdome. Uh back yeah. to SmackDown and Raw and uh then there was slight talk of of SummerSlam going back to the Thunderdome. Yeah, so yeah, I uh, heard about that too. That was big news. Um, there was this whole thing just came out uh, within this past week. You're right that um, Vince was getting a little nervous about doing SummerSlam because it's supposed to be in Houston. I want to say Vegas. Oh, Vegas. Okay, it's in I Vegas. I thought it was going to be in Texas, but okay. Um, yeah, and Las Vegas. Uh, I've been to Las Vegas. I love Las Vegas. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I but, not during, a, but not during the pandemic. I spent a month there one night, let me tell you. But, yeah, during the <laughs> pandemic, you couldn't. Don't pay me to go. No, no, no. So, I don't know, man. It, it, this is one of those. It's a judgment call. And if WWE does decide to go back to the Thunderdome, I really can't be mad at them. You know? No, you can't. I mean, they're for as much as of a dick as Vince is, if he pulls it back, like you said, to the Thunderdome, it's only for the safety of, of, of his course. crew. And yeah. you no, know, at the end of the day, he is a businessman and he's got to have some sort of feeling or feelings for his employees and what keeps his business afloat. So yeah. if they do pull it back, like you said, I can't hold it against them. You know, it might be the, the demise of the WWE going forward. Um, especially if AEW still kicks it on the road for a while. Um, as long as they can too, though. That's exactly. Kind of and that's, you know? wow. And I think if Vince pulls it, cause you know how, how much power Vince does have in the entertainment world, I think you'll start seeing other sports start to pull in as well. Well, dude, I mean, these are dangerous times. What can you say? Um, I know for a fact that, um, you know, there was a, member of the Red Sox I just found out about the other day that uh, was in the COVID protocol thing or whatever. Um, hell, even like a month ago, I I, I read about how uh, there was like, I don't know, six or something members of the Yankees that all fucking tested positive. So yep. this shit's for real, man. It's still, it, it's not, I'm sorry, folks out there. I, I, I personally don't care because I fucking hate the summer. But you guys all want to go out there and have your little fancy summer. Well, guess what? Here we go again. So, I don't know, man. Ain't no, I'm not, I'm not going to get into it because it's, it's, a, it's a pissing battle. You're never going to win. Oh, yeah, of course. And that's not what we're here for. We're here for wrestling, damn it. But, 
Hey, keep an eye out there, folks, because guess what? You might not be going to your WWE or AEW live events soon enough or your sporting events. Who knows? And that goes for you because I know you have the tickets for October. <laughs> Dude, uh, <laughs> Pops Ghostly and I were supposed to go to Dynamite in Boston uh, a year ago this past April. And it has now been postponed and rescheduled, I want to say, like six times, maybe. So as it stands now, we're supposed to be going um, uh, like August 27th or something No, like no, that. no. Just before Halloween. It's like October 27th. I I meant October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. We'll see. Well, let's take it back in time before there was ever COVID and the, 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 yeah, the, the Wayne's World. <laughs> No, this this was around the time of uh, when the world was somewhat right, I guess. We were in high school, so we didn't really know the wiser besides Columbine happening. But uh, yeah. I think uh, December 15th, 1997 was a Monday night. Sure was, pal. And what a it, Monday night it was. A very historic were, episode of Raw, actually. Very historic episode of Raw, especially if you saw, you know, this was a time when Austin and The Rock were feuding for the mm -hmm. IC belt. And uh, this episode of Raw is when Austin threw the IC belt into the river. Hell yeah. That's but these were back in the days when Raw would be live one Monday and taped the next Monday because mm -hmm. you and I would go to the tapings on Tuesday. Yep. If they're around correct. town. Yep. So if they were in the Boston, Providence, Connecticut area, whatever. Yep. We were there. So on this day, December 15th, 1997. You thought you were going to a Monday Night Raw, not knowing that this Raw was already pre-taped the Tuesday before. Dun, dun, yes. Dun. Uh, for anyone out there who does follow <clears throat> the show and you see our, you know, my stupid little things that I put on the Insta face and whatnot. Um, yeah, I, I, we called this the uh, beers, chairs, and liquor bottles. Oh, my, because... Yeah, there actually was a riot in December of 1997. Uh, and uh, let's see here. Now I got to go through me old notes then. Uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. Yes. Now these fans were under the impression that they were going to a live Monday Night Raw, or at least, you know, as you said back then, they, they would tape Raw, but whatever. These fans were all told they bought their tickets under the impression that they were going to a Monday Night Raw. And if you know anything about back in the day, Back in that time, you knew Raw had its own aprons and its own entrance like it does now. Mm -hmm. But the house show setup was a lot different. So walking in there, you you know if you're at a house show. Yeah, from what I've read about the whole uh, sordid details, uh, the fans apparently knew right from the get-go when they walked in the arena here in Little Rock, Arkansas, that, uh, wait a minute. This isn't this right. Is not Raw. Mm-mm. And I've read, um, you know, you know, this is such an intriguing story that I, I actually read a, a, up a lot on this today. And if you look it up online, um, there's a lot of people who actually were at that show telling their, you know, version of what they saw that night. And they said, you know, people all showed up with signs like it was going to be a Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. So that's what they were told. That's what they were promised. Well, as it turns out, that was not the case. These people basically paid to go to see a Raw, and they got a house show. And not just any house show. Apparently, it was a really bad house show because none of the matches lasted any longer than 10 minutes. 
Yeah, I'm looking at it right here. Undertaker fought The Rock in a casket, in a casket match. match. Less than 10 minutes. Less than 10 minutes, yeah. And to me, that would have been a killer match to see, to watch. The, oh, of course. Undertaker and The Rock? Hell yeah. But if you're going to give those guys, what, eight minutes to do a casket match? Like, first of all, you, you're going to do a casket match It should take a little while. It's not one of those, like, okay. There's all those jobber matches. Undertaker just grabs a guy, juice-domes him, and throws him in the casket. Like, what's the point, then? You should. This isn't WrestleMania 7 versus Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. Oh, the infamous tombstone on the blue mats. <laughs> the blue net mats. Even though if you look, you can tell Taker is so taken care of Jake. His Jake's head is like basically up near Taker's weenus because his knees just hit the ground. And his head is nowhere near the pretty blue mats, as Joey Styles always called them. <laughs> but the, I mean, the, the the crowd they were warned multiple times that if uh, they kept up with their attitude and what was going on, they would main event was going to be canceled. Yes, uh, the wrestlers were pelted with you know beer cups and pieces of trash and the whole nine. And um, there was an interesting point about this. I wanted to say, uh, where was it here? Now I got to go through this shit because I didn't have enough time to write it all down. Oh, yes. So in the midst of all this, now apparently the night before they said, I think it was in Alabama, um, they said like basically the same thing had happened, only didn't get to the extent of how bad this show turned out. This was like a legit riot. Um, but for some reason, they decided to honor Danny Hodge, who yeah. is a legit, you know, amateur and professional wrestling legend. You know, no doubt about it. Very well-known guy. They wanted to give him this award. And for some reason, they had Shawn Michaels come out at the time, who was really like the biggest heel in the world at the time. You're talking 97. Yeah, 97. DX, like, Hello. So poor Danny Hodge got screwed on that one because the whole thing, the whole crowd was just booing and booing and booing so bad. And it really wasn't his fault. It was all because of Michael. So bad, bad choice on having him come out. And then um, what ended up happening was the main event was supposed to be Triple H as a member of DX mm -hmm. going up against Dude Love. And when DX hit the ring again, the crowd, of course, just they were so pissed off and I can't really blame them. And evidently, according to the story, the way it goes, the way it's been told, Shawn Michaels was literally hit with a piece of paper. Like someone yep. just crumpled up some paper and hucked it him. And he said, all right, you guys just cost yourself your main event. And then they hightail it out of there and then all hell broke loose. So well, yeah, then, then the fights broke out. Fans fought fans. Uh, one account says he watched fans rip security guard shirts off, light it on fire. Set it on fire, dude. Yeah, There was they people threw. that were saying, like, if you were up in the uh, rafter seats and looking down, I don't know what, maybe it's an Arkansas thing. I don't know. But a bunch of people had rolls of toilet paper and they were lighting them on fire and just hucking them out. Into the crowd. I don't know who brings toilet paper to a wrestling match. I don't get it. But they probably got from the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, um, or maybe it's an Arkansas thing. I don't know. They threw uh, empty Jack Daniel bottles. Yeah, they, they, that's an Arkansas cops, thing. They threw empty booze bottles at police officers. Because here was another thing where WWF fucked up on this one. Yeah, I said it. WWF, because that's what it was then. Um, they the, the amount of security they had. Didn't I was just going to bring that in. Fans. They ended up, the security got their asses handed them so bad. That they actually had to call in the uh you know local police of little rock arkansas who proceeded to it got so bad i mean fan uh, there's people literally hucking 
Jack Daniels bottles at actual uniformed police officers. That's how pissed mm-hmm. off these people were. And they that's were, when the tear gas came out. <laughs> 6,000 was the, I get was around the count for the attendance. 20 mm-hmm. security guards. Yeah. Yeah. And you're I absolutely know, right. Yeah. And I know you, right now. you work the door and done security. I work a door and do security. And me, if I see five guys going at him, only one in there, I'm letting them fucking go at it. Like, I'm not oh, getting my yeah. ass stopped. You, you got 6,000 people and 20 security guards? Yeah, you guys go have fun. I'm going to walk. Yeah, right? I mean, these guys were literally getting pummeled. Uh, like you said, someone just, I, I couldn't help it. I was cracking up when I read that part. Someone just ran up to this one security guard and was like, yeah, and ripped his shirt off and then lit it on fire. I said, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, so... Boy, oh, and I'm sorry, it was not Alabama. Uh, the night before, the, a very similar uh, incident happened in Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee. It didn't escalate to the level of what it turned out to be there in uh, Little Rock, but wouldn't you? All right, and that's the other fucked up thing about this whole story. Okay, so you almost had a riot the night before because you pulled the same stunt. You had these matches that weren't even 10 minutes long. You totally screwed the crowd over. You would have thought, okay, maybe we shouldn't do this again. Uh-uh. No, let's just let's let's have history repeat itself and see what the fuck happens, right? And then I love how um, you know after Michaels had said, you know, you guys just caught yourself your main event. The show's over. I'm guessing at the time because it was '97. It must have been poor Howard Finkel because it says mm-hmm. that they sent a ring announcer out after DX left. And the crowd, I guess at one point, they were kind of like a lot of the reports I'm reading from people that were there, they were on the impression that DX was going to come back out. And then poor Howard Finkel, I bet you it was him. Well, it had to have been because the, the Fink was the announcer at the time, Lillian yeah. Garcia, possibly, which no, I think she was more towards 2000. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this was still the Fink. Uh, I mean, you had some other guys that would be on Raw for house shows. I know for a fact it was always a fake. Like you know, yeah. I remember going to the show. I saw Triple H fight uh, Mankind in the main event at the Cape Cod Melly Tent '97, and Howard Finkel was the ring announcer. The ring announcer. So there you go. Um, so they they put poor Fink out there in the midst of these people, you know, setting each other on fire and fighting and throwing whiskey bottles out to be like, ladies and gentlemen. It is actually real. The show is over. <laughs> that Go home. Sucks. Get a ride with our cop. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. And then, you know, it's great. If you go and read some of the um, stories of people that actually were there, they talk about how, like, everyone just went so nutty that there was one I read. This guy's like, okay, so I went with my friend and his dad. His dad knew shit was getting heavy. His dad was like, okay, we're out of here. And so he said, then they're in the parking lot and they were still sucking, couldn't leave because everyone was literally fighting in the parking lot. <laughs> fans just that's fighting just, fans because everybody was so mad. That's just crazy. That, that, that's, I mean, we've done some some shit. We've gotten shit thrown at us at events. Uh, we've done some questionable shit at events, but never to that extent. I mean, right. I mean, here, for example, here's an actual quote from a fan that was there. That's where everything went nuts. Chairs were being thrown, bottles and garbage. Smoke began rising from the floor down below from where we were sitting. <laughs> like, I, I mean, yeah, I really wasn't. Um, I thought I had heard something about this story, but I really wasn't sure about all the um, 
you know, the nitty gritty details, so to speak. And I think I got to say, <laughs> I don't know. I, I They actually have here in the article that I found about it. Uh, Jim Cornette has a quote where he says, normal night and little rock for mid South wrestling. Another case of Shawn Michaels being a pussy causing shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, talk about, wow, you just really fucked, fucked that up guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I guess I want to say uh, after it was all said and done, I, I, there was a lot of people that got arrested too. Well, yeah, no, I mean, just, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a no-brainer. You huck a Jack Daniels bottle at a cop, guess what? You're going to jail. So. <laughs> but, I mean, can you imagine? Dude, I mean, this is still, nonetheless, even it's 97. This is a, a WWF show, WWE show. Is that Skeletor writing? Oh, it is. Lego. Oh, well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Look at this guy. Hmm. Well, I forgot what I was saying, though. I Sorry, I <laughs> that's all I know. <laughs> um, but no, can you imagine, like, dude? Obviously, it's a pro, it's a WWF event, and then I, you know, even though it was, you know, basically just heading into the real heart of the, um, the damn, uh, buh, 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 what's it called, Attitude Era. Mm -hmm. There's still a bunch of little kids there that, oh yeah, are shooting tear gas, and there's little kids there. Like, I mean, I'm willing to bet. Anyone who had a little kid, I'm sure it had enough sense to be like, all right, we're getting the fuck out of here. because. Oh, yeah, you're covering that out. kid's face and you're walking out. Yeah, like, yeah. But nonetheless, I mean, like I said, they, there's all these reports of people that were still stuck in the parking lot for hours. They couldn't get away. And meanwhile, there was this one kid I saw. He wrote about how he's like, we, we got stuck. And there was a, literally a guy in front of us who got out of his car and just started slugging this other dude in another car. So we just got out and watched. <laughs> I mean, at least you got some wrestling out of it. You know, it's something, I guess, uh, more like UFC, oh. I guess, really, MMA style. Cause, you and, know, that's, I, and that's what birthed the MMA. Pretty much, right? <laughs> Thank you, Vince. I will say, though, you know, this was another reason why, as we said at the top of the show, um, that was an era that will never, ever happen again, because back then there was a bit of element of danger to going to certain shows. Anyone who went to a ECW show will, will know. Yeah. Oh yeah. You could have legit gotten hurt at an ECW show. I actually saw it wasn't, you know, intentional by any means, but I saw Sabu break a girl's leg right in front of me because the dude he was fighting at the time was, you know, he tossed him over the guardrail I just so happened to be in the the row right behind this girl. And Sabu does as usual, comes flying over the top rope, over the guardrail into the crowd, and hits a big-ass dude he was supposed to be fighting at the time. I didn't remember what the guy's name was, but they fell on this girl, and she legit broke her leg. I mean, like, we could hear her leg snap right in front mm -hmm. of us, dude. It was like, oh, my. And that was the only time all the house shows, all the ECW shows I ever went to, the only time I actually saw Paul Heyman come out from behind the curtain, him and security like came over, rushed over this girl and they, you know, took her away. Obviously had to get her to the hospital. I'm sure Heyman was probably like, Hey, your uh, little girl's parents, whose leg I just broke. Here's a bunch of fucking money. Shut up, please. Don't tell me. Hell, I could still remember once um, sitting front row at the Veterans Hall in Fall River and I was with I was with Kevin and Balls Mahoney was in a match and he propped up a steel guardrail on top of the guardrail that we were standing right in front of. And he was like, guys, for real, like 
get the buck out the way. And he proceeded to suplex this dude onto the guardrail. And dude, the guardrail like literally went and shot up. We just like ducked at the last second. This fucking thing would have like decapitated us. So back then there really was kind of an element, at least in ECW, was an element of danger for the fans, which I loved. And I can tell you, the very first ECW show I ever went to was up in New Hampshire. Uh, my cousin, the Big Oaf, was with me. And the main event was uh, Dreamer and Sandman versus Sabu and RVD versus the Dudley Boys. And, of course, the Dudleys being the Dudleys came out and got the crowd all fucking fired up. I even, still to this day, I'm so proud. I stood up on my seat and I was, I said something stupid. Like, ah, Dudley sucker or whatever. And Bubba Gray looked right at me, got on mic and goes, sit down, you fat fuck. And I was like, I looked at my cousin. I was like, Bubba Ray called me a fat fuck. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but, dude, that show ended with literally the cops coming in. Fans just, I don't even remember how it happened. Fans just started fucking getting rowdy, throwing chairs and shit. It turned into this big melee to the point when it wasn't security. It wasn't the ECW security. We're talking real legit. New Hampshire cops came in and they were like... Down everybody out of here like they were wearing like the, the like the SWAT team shit and stuff i don't right here i looked at my cousin yeah i was like okay dude we now this ain't part of the show we got to go <laughs> so <laughs> that was oh what a year to be a wrestling fan 1997 oh. huh that was for oh. the days they were and i think that's where we're gonna leave it for tonight uh We'll be back on next Tuesday with the, the Triple Threat with Miss Nighthawk joining us for the full four hours we'll be here. Mm -hmm. And um, unless you've got anything else to add, I'm going to we're going to end the show on that note, because what better way to end it than with an ECW story? Fucking A, man. <laughs> Fucking A. Right, Jack Torrance's bed, we're going to label that segment Jack Torrance's Bedtime Story. I like to leave on a high note. There's no way I cannot do that story. So let's go. <laughs> So until then, till next Tuesday, make sure you go check out the RevolutionWrestlingFederation.com. Go use Off the Rope 10 Off to get your tickets for their event on August 29th, Harrisburg, Virginia. Uh, go give them a like, share, subscribe. Tell them that the boys over and lady over at Off the Rope Tuesday sent you. There are a cool bunch of cats over there. And uh, we may have a surprise next Tuesday of a special guest. We don't know. Still working on that. So... On that note, I am the Podcast Kid. That is Jack Torrance. We will see you guys next Tuesday, possibly at our regular scheduled time at 8 p.m. Hasta la pasta.